Genre. And welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live action Turtles movie, one Foot Clan fighting minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty. It is minute number 42, and with me again today are your absolutely fantastic co hosts, Chris O'Connor. Happy Thursday. Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And Adam Sheehan. Hi. Hi. Uh, and joining us again today <laughs> from the Real Comic Heroes podcast, Mr. Travis Bow. Hey, how's it going? Yay. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. So we are getting into some meat and potatoes of this uh, sequence here, which I really like. Minute 42 starts with uh, Raphael finishing his little wisecrack, how do you guys expect to beat me? Which <laughs> is one of those musical lines of dialogue I want to talk about. It and is. It ends, mm-hmm. it ends with a silhouette of what we can only assume is Raphael uh, as it is about to crash through a plate glass window. Mm. It's that uh, cliched hero crashing through the window bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that a cliche? Um, when they're they getting thrown violently like, through them? Well, you know, I think that's the twist on it. It happens the, a lot. <laughs> it is in the Marvel Universe. I remember watching... yeah. I think it was Winter Soldier. And mm. I was like, if I lived in the Marvel Universe, I would start a glass repair company. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, just a, a cleanup company. Yeah. Isn't there like a show? Damage out? Inc. Yeah. That, is that it? <laughs> no, they, they they were thinking of making that show. I don't know if they've done it or what. Well, DC um, beat, be a DC, DC beat them. DC beat them to it with Powerless, which is canceled. Oh, yeah. And also has never been as good as I want it to be. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. Well, no offense to any great Powerless fans out there. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. But no. anyway, let's talk Mostly turtles. it's not there. <laughs> but more importantly, it's not here where we are watching turtles. Right. That's right. Uh, so we get this line. Come on. How do you guys expect to beat me? <laughs> and Travis, as, as someone who's listened to a few episodes of the show, how yeah. many times do you think that we mentioned musical dialogue in the first like 12 episodes or whatever you got to listen to? Probably um, more than we yeah, should. Quite a, quite a few times. And I... I really appreciate it now because I oh I knew it, when you said that I knew exactly what you were talking about because the dialogue and the lines in this movie just have a way of sticking with you that I never understood why like I you know it, it would make sense because I've watched this movie more than any other movie so I figured it was just you know just memory wrote memorization but it does make sense that there's there is that cadence to it that that musical quality to the line so sticks it in your head and now yeah i'm it i i like that that's kind of that that makes sense and that's it's a, good that's to know great, why yeah yeah this is just it's like a 20 year old chewing gum jingle it's just gonna get yeah. stuck there um this is just another great example of it like it's such a throwaway line but it's the way it's delivered just makes it so much more interesting um, and then the good answer. I think I used that a lot as a kid. Oh my I goodness. I am a sucker and I like how for... that's the Go ahead, Adam. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I like how that's the moment where they decide, all right, let's yeah. just fight and them that, all at that once. Is, yeah. in like, fact, the correct all right, answer. smart ass. Now we're doing it this way. <laughs> it <is. laughs> we were trying to be polite and now. If you're gonna be a dick about it. That. Something I just uh, <laughs> thought of is it could be could have been their mandate to 
test him and see his fighting style because and then report back to Shredder or Tatsu that Oh, that's a very is, interesting. This take is how on they it. fight. And I, I never considered that until just now, but they, there could have been a reason that they were essentially testing him. Yeah. In the, in the, in that very wide shot, I count uh, just under 20, 20 uh, Foot Clan ninjas surrounding uh, Raphael, including some of those that have been knocked down. So it, it yeah, um, I I am such a, a sucker for a good visual gag. So the fact that he sets up this joke with like, "How do you expect to beat me?" and like yeah. the reply is him being swarmed. <laughs> There is something inherently almost vaudevillian about that kind of sight gag that you don't <laughs> often see anymore. Like, it's almost cheesy. That is almost cliche to me, but it, it works so well when it's done well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Muppety. It is know, Muppety. Yeah. I have that, been watching yeah. a lot of Dick Van Dyke show recently, so this is where my brain goes. <laughs> and when you watch <laughs> something that's from the early 60s and is that close to, you know, song and dance man kind of humor... And it works really well then, and it still makes you laugh now. Like that kind of that kind of comedy is timeless. And the you know the fact that you can watch a action movie from 1990 and you get this cheesy little visual gag, and it still makes you chuckle a little bit. Like even after how many times we've watched this, it's just it's well done comedy. It's tasteful. Mm-hmm. It's not in your face. It's subtle. It's brilliant. That's all it's I have brilliant. to say about that. <laughs> the brilliance of being surrounded this by This is literally ninjas. the greatest film ever made. I'm just Inside putting it out the there and no one can argue with Scott Tufty. <laughs> Dude, it, if my film theory professors knew what I was oh, doing no. right now, that they'd have my diploma taken away. We should find them oh, and yes. tell them about Can this. Can we have them I'm guest sure. on the show? That'd be great. That'd no. Be great. We need to tweet it out to them. We need to they're, tweet probably, them. they're probably still at Hofstra. Like, yeah, probably. That'd be great. Probably not doing much with them. Adam, you went to Hofstra? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Remind me to talk to you about that later. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of WWE people from Hofstra. <laughs> I've, I've noticed. Honest, yeah. Apart from being a joke, it is in fact the correct answer. It, it's uh, it is a very rare person that can take even like half a dozen people uh, in a fight. Like you know, three on one is bad enough. Like occasionally, like you know, you, you go you're on Facebook, depending upon who you follow and what sort of videos pop up in your feed. All the um, these pop up in my feed all the time. But anyway, like three on one, that happens sometimes. People can beat that every once in a while. Four or five, like, is very, very rare. You know, you'll see that and be like, wow, look at this guy. He, he took out like five people. It's amazing. But 20? Nope. That, that, the, the, the number <laughs> of, of people in human history that on their own could fight, you know, 20 people, like, it, you know who those people are. You, you've been told about them at some point in history class or mythology. It's it's not uh, it's not a thing people can do. It, it's Chuck Norris five times. Yeah. Is yeah, who those people are. There's Chuck Norris. There's Chuck no. Norris. That there's Chuck nope. Norris. Nope. <laughs> Just. Just five Chuck Norrises fighting each other? I want to see <laughs> and that. And the world ended. You know that man can gargle peanut butter. So what you're saying, Chris, is anyway. not Chuck Norris. No, not Chuck Norris. All right. I, you're well, not a I fan? Like Chuck Norris. He, I, I, he, I, am, I am kind of a fan of Chuck Norris, but I am tired of the meme Chuck Norris. And also, uh. in the last like, <laughs> decade or so, Chuck Norris has been... You know, just more political in a in a way that kind of ruined yeah. him for me. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
Not a fan of the total gym no. either. I'd no. say. <laughs> who, who sold that with him? Uh, what was? Um, oh, was yeah, it who Christy was Brinkley? That? Was it? It, it was it Sally Struthers? No, Sally. No, no. No, uh, no so I'm she, thinking she of someone the, else. She did the high school through the mail she program. Was, yeah, no, who Kathy was the, uh, No, not Kathy Ireland. No. But it was it was a blonde. <laughs> like, so, she, are, you thinking, are you thinking Suzanne Summers? Suzanne Summers? Yeah. Suzanne Summers. No, Suzanne Wait, no, Summers really? had the thigh master. She was, I, don't, I don't think she, she did that, the total. No, she did the total job. She was on that comedy with, I think we mentioned him. What's the idiot brother who lived in a van? Uh yeah, step by step. step. By She's step. the mom from Step yeah. by Step. It all right? comes full circle. Well, Christy Brinkley did do some of them, mm. and apparently so did Gina Norris. Huh. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, but you know, we'll get to that when we talk about the Walker Texas Ranger minute, I suppose. <laughs> um, or <laughs> sidekicks minute. Side, so, yeah. <laughs> Travis, oh, I'm dude, glad we're going to the same place. We'll get to sidekicks yeah. in a moment. Those uh, I, got, I got some stuff to say about sidekicks. <laughs> the, movie, uh, <laughs> the movie that taught me how to climb rope, and I could never do it. You know what? That's funny, because that is the movie that taught me how to climb a rope. Yeah. Now that you mention it. It was a good instructive huh, huh. moment, actually. See, movies can be educational. Anyway, Ninja Turtles, moving on. Yeah! <laughs> a better so movie. So is the minute... As the minute progresses and the, the foot soldiers sort of creepily stalk towards Raphael, we are now cutting back inside the uh, antique store and the volume level goes down again. As the turtles in April are walking down the steps, they bring the whole energy level of the scene right back down. And the thing I like about this little part of this scene is it's April talking about her father and about, you know, she's like, oh, it's kind of silly to keep a business going just to try to remember your father. And Donatello is like... You know, no, it isn't. And they're all kind of going yeah, through something similar. April's dad is gone. The turtle's father figure is gone. So they're kind of like bonding and comforting yeah. each other in this little scene here. It's mm-hmm. one of those humanizing scenes in the movie uh, that we don't get in a lot of other turtles movies that they sort of leave that those parts out. The things that make them, mm-hmm. you know, interesting characters, not just funny cartoons, but like interesting, you know, three dimensional characters. Yeah, I think it also serves as a good reminder to, to I think the younger audience that's you know kind of remind them what the what the stakes are and that you know essentially they are looking for their their father. That's kind of missing. Um, I know a, f- a few minutes ago, obviously it's what led uh, Raph and Leo to fight. So we haven't gone too far without a reminder, but um, I do think it kind of helps bring the. That emotional center back, and it's into nice the forefront. that the the sort of the main struggle in this movie is it's a very personal one. Like you see a lot of blockbusters today and summer movies and superhero movies where it's like the world is literally going to end if you don't do this one thing. But for these guys, it's just like our dad is gone and we want him back. Yeah, you know they're not really worried about the shredder like taking over New York City. That's not their sort of primary <laughs> or, objective. Or turning on a magical sky weapon that will rip the world apart. <laughs> Don't, don't even, (laughs) can we not? (laughs) Um, But it is, it's a very intimate story that they're telling in this one, which is again, why I think this movie holds up so much better than the other ones. You know, I think when you tell a, you know, a small story and you do it really well, you don't sort of need all the distractions of, you know, the Michael Bayisms, if you will. To, uh, to it's funny because I never even realized that it's not even the movie isn't even about them stopping this crime wave. It's it is. 
I never realized it until you said that that it is just about them trying to you know get their father back and yeah everything and else they happen is, to the crime wave has no greater purpose whatsoever the crime wave is a device that yeah. tells you like why shredder is there yeah and the fact that the Does the, it? the crime wave begets begat shredder and shredder sort of is the person responsible for splinter being taken like that's sort of the setup for that mm. there's also that whole like teenage delinquency yeah Thing New York is uh, about this movie. Look it was these like children stealing <laughs> burgers. Ugh. But like the the underlying lesson of this movie is like kids eat your vegetables and stay in school. <laughs> yeah, it's that like, you need a family. You gotta have a. Yeah. This I is mean, what yeah. happens when we get to that when he doesn't know about his Ill- you know his 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 love child mother. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Um. So. Another excellent edit coming up here, too, as April reaches in to the doorway of the antique store and she says, ready, as she's yeah. about to flip the light switch. Um, and it cuts back mm-hmm. to the roof. But before we go back and talk about the next roof sequence, is there anything in the antique shop that we've seen so far in this little bit that's worth mentioning? Tri-corner hat. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. There's a the guitar, guitar clock. clock. I see. There's a bunch of like Japanese fans hanging from the fly swatters, fly swatters that they are. Like chandeliers yeah, hanging I think from so. the like, chandelier. Classy lanterns. chandelier. There's a uh, – it almost looks like, – yeah, there's some wooden ducks in the corner. Yeah, she likes ducks apparently. And, and the the ubiquitous wooden model ship. Wooden model ship yeah. <laughs> is that in this? Did we see that in this shot? Yeah, it's you see like just, oh, yeah. just okay, the top of it. She's like, it's, it's kind of right silly to the... lose money on on you know keeping the shop alive just to get, remember, remember your father. It's like if she's because we don't see anybody else working there. Like, how does this shop run? Like, is she just sort of like opening it? At odd hours when she's not doing her reporting gig because that, well, she, that seems like a full-time job. Yeah. And yet she's like, okay, I'll open up this shop for my lunch break. I don't know. Sunday. Like, one of those things. Does she have employees? Happen, you just have to be walking by and you're like, oh, the shop's open today. Come on. It's like, let's see what's inside. Like it's a weekend yeah. place. And she even says, you know, uh-huh. that she keeps it open for her dad and that it's silly to lose money. But so yeah, it's money. Yeah. Not bringing in. How much money does she have from that settlement from the new, from the change channel? <laughs> there's this there's this place near where we live. Um, actually, where we used to live in Ambler, mm-hmm. it was a Three Stooges museum. Yep, <laughs> that's only open on Tuesdays. That's yep. crazy. That's I feel only like open on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Deserves to be open five days a week. <laughs> yeah, it's just run by this three. This it should be guy. open three days a week. <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't really make much of a profit but he it's loves not like, the three stooges it's not like and he's an got a big official collection. stooges museum is it no i don't think so uh, yeah i don't know just like some I'll big fan up. who like opened their garage hmm. had like a collection yeah i think so yeah th- there's like a word for it i, I want to say it's like uh penny museum or something like that but like they're the, they're these like small it's almost like an antique store but nothing's for oh, sale yeah. Kind of a kind of a situation. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's yes. It's called it's called the Stoogium. Stoogium. <laughs> of oh my god. It is. <laughs> the Stoogium. Plug for the Stoogium. One there of our great go. sponsors. Um, <laughs> so we get this. Go there on what Tuesday? It's right. Tuesday now. Yeah. 
No, I'm sorry. Oh, it's only, only Thursdays. Thursdays. Oh. Thursdays. Oh. Open oh, every Thursday so from 10 a.m. Oh, to 3 p.m. Okay, go in two days. <laughs> go to the Stoogium in two, in two days. Yeah, it's in Ambler, we, Pennsylvania. Tell them we sent you. It'll yeah, make they won't get sense. confused at all by that. So April reaches in the door. She flips the light switch, and we are immediately back into cymbal crashes and loud noises and lots of motion. Funk. Crazy <laughs> 80s oh, like electric those, guitar. Tiles. Um, this is a weird moment in the soundtrack of this of this movie because up until this point, everything's sort of been like in bits and pieces of music, number one. We haven't really mm-hmm. got a lot of like long suites. A little bit of the Shredder suite not too long ago um, when he's in his little factory there. And we also get like this really super heavy metal guitar and drum thing going on here, which almost is like... It, it strikes me as like a quilt work of guitar riffs. Like it's not necessarily mm-hmm. going anywhere. It doesn't do anything musical. It's just kind of like shredding for the sake of shredding on guitar. <laughs> like it's, it's painting a sonic landscape more than it's doing anything else. It's like they went into a guitar center and just recorded guys like <laughs> testing out guitars. Oh God, that's the worst sound ever. <laughs> just like four different people almost playing four different riffs. Yeah. Oh, to it's, 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 <laughs> Green nothing day, else matters. It's nothing else matters. It's <laughs> Sandman, and it's like blister in the sun. There was a kid. There was a kid in my neighborhood who probably got one of those Gibson guitars from like Toys R Us. A Gibson from so Toys R Us. First to act. Learn. First act. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was like it was a like, PV. You know, kids from Toys R Us. Well, it was it was whatever. <laughs> but he was trying so hard to learn um, the opening riff to "Come as You Are." <laughs> And he got so close, and he kept messing it up every single time. And he has to start over. That's, Welcome that's difficult to, to live my here. life, yeah. <laughs> middle school yeah, music yeah. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know like, what that's you're like. You're so close to not sucking. <laughs> no offense, any yeah, kids who are listening. Right. Um, practice your instrument. Yeah, you go practice. Um, <laughs> go practice. <laughs> Take your headphones your off and practice. And there you go. The interesting thing about the music <laughs> from here on out is now it doesn't stop. When we cut back into the uh, the the downstairs scene, the tension's after building. The, the foot soldiers, you know, they punch Raphael in the face a couple times. the The hi hat symbols keep going. Like we still get this thing happening under under the scenes coming up and it helps to really build tension. I guess it doesn't do it right at this exact cut, but as this minute goes on, it keeps the hi-hat symbols keep going in. Um, Donatello says, this place has everything. It does. No, it doesn't. It's got a lot of, what are the pile of papers that April is leaning on? Anybody have guesses? Chris, what's your guess? Hmm. Maps. Maps. Rachel, what do you think? Um, old okay. magazines. Adam, uh, I'm trying to get there. About 35 seconds into this minute, after Donatello pulls the book off the shelf, illicit <laughs> uh, blue uh, material. Maybe like children's, children's books. books. Travis, thoughts? They do kind of well on the shelf underneath her. I think those are uh, National Geographic's. So yeah, maybe it's more of those or. I, Those golden books, it kind of looks like. I mean, part of me wants to say vintage Playboy. Um, 
Yeah. There's Maybe. also <laughs> used there up old porno. Why did you say used up? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> under under Donatello, under where his elbow is in the shot, there is a book, and I it to me it's very blurry. It's really hard to tell, but it almost looks like the movie poster. Like you can almost see like the four lines of green text, and you can almost. It I, seems it unlikely, does, but like it just always caught yeah. my eyes. Because I don't think they would have had that made during uh, production. Probably not. I just thought it was funny. It would have been cool if they had thrown an issue of the Mirage comic somewhere yeah. in the background. I mean, the closest thing they did that to that was earlier when Danny was reading Gizmo. I don't think we really see any uh, right, uh, right. of the Turtle comics anywhere in frame. Also, what book does uh, Donatello pick up? I was trying to f- to re- read the uh, the title, but. All we could all we could make out was the way the of way the of eagle. the eagle, but it's like so. And um, this is what happened to something something. It is really hard to read the spine of those books. The shot is so quick, and because it's you know film stock, and because it was transferred poorly, like you can't pause it and get a clear picture. There's always a bit of that motion blur happening whenever mm-hmm. you try to pause the frame. And Lands and People is below. Lands and Peoples. Lands and Peoples, volume eight. And three. No, seven, and I think that's eight. I wonder how old Lands and Peoples is and how problematic (laughs) it is. (laughs) But what what I always liked about this scene is Donnie takes a book off the shelf, opens it, and then just puts his hand on the pages. Like, it almost looks like he's trying to read it as though it were Braille. Like, is it in Braille? Does Donnie know Braille? No. (laughs) Is he trying to absorb it through, um, oh, what's that scientific? Osmosis. 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 Mm, no. Yes. That is not what's happening. Well, if you look at, you don't if know. You look at what he does, I do know that it's not that. So he carries the book over to where April is, and then he puts his finger in his mouth and goes to turn a page. So I'm guessing the, just the just hand licking on, the, his finger so that on he can... the book is him trying to turn the page. Yeah, uh, and it kind of makes sense. They're big, clumsy fingers. Yeah. It's like you know, it, it's like our our fine little human fingers. It's easy to sort of pull and get the page up and flick it. But if you got this big, you know, if your if your one finger is the size of like three human fingers and as big around as a baseball <laughs> bat, then yeah, you want to get a little moist. You, you turn the page. I've always been bothered by people who lick you, you their finger and then turn in, the in page. The name of the yeah. rose. It's gross. It is gross. It's Same thing with people disgusting who do money habit. in the mm-hmm. store. Like they lick they, their they fingers. They're susceptible to, to poison oh, on the pages. Money out of the drawer. Oh, money is the dirtiest thing you can. Is that a thing? Hold. Yeah. Is that a thing? So oh, yeah. It's in the name of the rose. It was a, a book uh, from 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 like the seventies or eighties, and it was a movie with Sean Connery and uh, Christian Slater. Yes. And everybody, everybody in the monastery was dying because they found this one book, and like they all did this thing where they licked their finger. And go to turn I've the page. I've just never heard of people doing that with then. money. Yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money. When, yeah, I mean, oh, a lot of people have like yeah, the little yeah. spongy thing next to their drawer now. But I definitely there have been times when right. someone will, like lick the finger and peel off a couple dollar bills and hand it to you. Um, so as you guys are talking, yeah. I'm looking but, lands but, and people. Uh, oh boy, I'm I'm looking on Amazon and I see it's by the Grolier Society. I from all I can tell is it's a almost an encyclopedia about different places like. Volume one is the British Isles sense. in Western Europe. Volume two is the Baltic states in Central Europe. Then volume three is the Near and Middle East. Hmm. Yada, 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 so on and so forth. So Makes um, sense. It, it appears to be sort of a historical, geographical encyclopedia. 
Is it one of those things that's been updated over the years, or is what's what's like the publication date on the um, Amazon? Nineteen fifty four. I don't know if it's been oh. updated terribly, hmm. but I I'm sure if with further that research, would be interesting. we could probably figure it out. What did people think of peoples and lands in the fifties? We had a copy of the encyclopedia that still said the USSR. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we had those up until... Internet? <laughs> the early yeah. 2000s, I, I think. I wish, I wish I could remember what it was, but there was like a, 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 like a library at a university library in, um, in, in Texas. Uh, we found a, an old like geography textbook that, um, that had, it had the continental United States... And then up on up in Canada, instead of saying Canada, it said future territory territory of the United <laughs> States. Wow. Oh. No, I, I was remember. like, when was this printed? <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom had this old, uh, really, really, really old antique set of encyclopedias that she would still like make me use to write papers for, for oh, school, like oh, in no. elementary school. And I remember, I forget what it was that I had to write a paper on, but my mom was like, well, just use the encyclopedia. I was like, I can't. And I pulled out the, the encyclopedia and looked at it, and that entry in the encyclopedia just basically said nobody truly knows for sure. (laughs) It's It's a mystery. It's like they haven't discovered this topic yet, Mom. You need to get me more up-to-date material. Um, So we are trucking along in the antique shop, and we get to the point uh, that, as a percussionist, always makes me cringe a little bit. Mikey starts tiptoeing up behind Leonardo, about to, you know, smash some cymbals in the vicinity of his head. April lets out her little high-pitched, I've seen a rat scream. Again, uh, her Mariah <laughs> Carey impression. Yeah, clutching her string of pearls. Also, I love that. I love it. <laughs> pearls are a good thing. That's a, that's a good luck for anybody. Also, Leo is playing with what looks like a yeah, lion. Some sort of like a wind-up lion toy. I tried to find out what that is, but I have absolutely no idea. If anyone listening can identify what that is, I'd be yeah. happy to find out. Um, but... So, yeah. so first things first, Michelangelo is carrying a pair of Zildjian symbols. Here's your backstory on Zildjian very ah. quickly. Zildjian, the <laughs> company, can be traced all the way back to the year 1618. Wow. They're a t-shirt yes. company, from what I understand. 1618. Uh, Avidus Zildjian was an Armenian who made uh, symbols and noisemakers that were meant to frighten the enemies of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, and eventually this <laughs> became a musical instrument manufacturing company, symbol manufacturing company, uh, in which the formula for the symbols was passed down through the family. It is It has been pretty steadily cranking out stuff for about 400 years now. Yeah, I think hmm. I think my brother's drum kit, like his symbols yeah, are Yeah, I think every drummer has probably a Zildjian symbol in their bag at, at some point. And that T-shirt, man! Every yeah. drummer in the world so has that an, shirt. I was on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Scott, pizza delivery. <laughs> That's true. I was on an airplane once, and I saw a dude in a Zildjian shirt. He was sitting next to me, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, do you play?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm a drummer. You know, I'm actually getting back together with my band. That we were, you know, we're doing like a, a, a DVD for thing." I was like, "Oh, cool, whatever." It was the drummer for the hardcore band Cannibal Corpse, and I had no idea. Cannibal Ooh, Corpse, no perhaps way. most famous for their brief cameo in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yeah, <laughs> and with a name like that, that percussionist yeah. had to be yeah. good. I think a couple of the guys from Cannibal Corpse were in Municipal Waste too. If oh, maybe. Um, 
But uh, uh. The, the thing that bugs me about this scene is the way in which Michelangelo uses the symbols. You guys remember when I talked about the gong and how, how you, they were hitting the gong all wrong? They're always yep. doing it wrong. Well, he's doing mm-hmm. the symbols all wrong, too. You never just take the symbols and smash them together because what happens is you end up catching an air pocket. Yeah, like, and it actually ends up negating the, the vibration of the symbols. If you hit them both symmetrically together, it. you're supposed to offset them a little bit and hit them at a slight angle with each other so you get a nice crash sound. Well, that way they're able to go ahead and add the sound in and post and not blow out anybody's eardrums. Yeah, well, there was no way that that didn't make a huge loud noise anyway. And also, it's very dangerous. Thank goodness (laughs) that the actor in the Leo suit has the head over him, because that can really, that can do some damage to the old hearing hearing tools. Uh, The number of times that happened in band Everyone's done it once, right? (laughs) I've definitely done that to somebody. I have have had to uh, speak sternly Uh, to a, a child or two doing that to the trumpets sitting in front of them. <laughs> the, per- the percussionists <laughs> are just like, watch this, crash! And the trumpet players are like, why? <laughs> Look at these idiot to, kids I have to put on teacher on voice. And <laughs> nobody likes that. Um, no. but that's, that's my spiel about the symbols. Then after this is actually where the, when the music picks up again in the scene that the hi-hat symbols keep going like I was talking about earlier. But I love uh, Leonardo's reaction to the symbols. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like there was a, there's probably a symbol head that they use like this is the head for the symbol scene the surprise it's head a, yeah, the surprise it's a very head. Kermit the Frogian response yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking of Muppets <laughs> um, it's a good little comic timing moment just to, to enter into the next beat with you know, yeah. yeah a lighter moment that you know it, and it's such a nice transition yeah. that you know the next thing you see is them Essentially doing the same, same motion to Raphael. Get, yeah. Yeah. Boxing They're, Raph's head. Yeah, yeah boxing holes. his ear drums, ear holes. He's got ear, ear holes. holes, and it's a small thing. But one of the one of the uh, one of the Foot Clan has a tanfa. It's a nightstick, police nightstick. Oh wow, he favorite, does. Uh, like Okinawan weapons. I never weapons. even noticed yeah. that hmm. before. Oh, I love those things. Those so, are great. It also makes a cymbal crash when he and gets yeah. his ears higher pitched one as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Yep. So as not to confuse the audience. Mm. <laughs> Um, I get, there was someone in post who's like, "Nah, we can't use the same symbol crash. We got to use a different symbol crash." It's funnier <laughs> with a different symbol crash. Um, Chris, what is? Yeah. What was the weapon again? The tonfa. Is that tonfa, something that yeah, was brought um, to America that police adapted? Yep. It was definitely well. It's not that. We, I mean, the the uh, military police, like in um, occupation Japan after World War II, um, like American MPs in the army and Marines. Uh, you know, a lot of them. Part of the reason that uh, karate and judo and and all the Japanese martial arts really proliferated in the United States. Uh, per- proliferated had a little too much to drink um anyway <laughs> but part of the reason that they they spread in the u.s is because like uh, american you know military cops uh over in japan keeping the peace uh you know they they took up the classes there they learned uh, this you know the the empty-handed and uh sort of uh melee weapon martial arts in japan and uh one of the weapons that that was uh common there is is the tanfa it's like a it's one of those re- you know reappropriated uh, farm implements. You use it to to sort of like thresh your, you know whack your whack the uh, the rice grains. I think, or was that just nunchucks? Um, oh well. Anyway, uh, it's a stick with a little L on it, and that got brought over to the states as as so the is nightstick. that why 
It's such a handy. You might see like yeah, yeah. older cop things carrying like billy clubs, is because that's a different, you know. Yeah, billy clubs were what uh, you know in Europe. Yeah. It made sense. We have the shillelagh, you know, the the old Irish, old old European tradition of stick fighting. And uh, cops, like before before the mid twentieth century, cops often just had a straight club. Mm. And it would, and like you can use a straight club to do some sort of restraint and grappling and and joint manipulation, but not as much as you can do with that. You know, just that simple uh, angled like end there that 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 one little handle off to the side lets you do a number of different things that are handier for non non lethally restraining a person than just a straight Chris, stick two is. Things. And pressure points two and things. all that. One, have I ever mentioned how much I enjoy having you on our show? And, yeah, that was awesome. And two, Chris, so. remind me never to piss you off. <laughs> no, it's hard to piss me off. It's okay. I'll um, be all right. That's his secret. He's always pissed off. <laughs> well, if it's a secret, I'm not telling you. <laughs> so we're we're moving back into the staircase here in the scene, and uh, the hi hat symbols keep going. The tension is building. We like it's you know we 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 cut back to the interior apartment, and something's a little different this time in the audio landscape. Uh, the, the turtles are literally rising out from the depths as the tension is rising in this scene. Um, I love that the turtles just take their weapons everywhere with them. Like Donatello has really no reason to carry the bow mm-hmm. staff around yet. He doesn't let it go. And we've mentioned this before. <laughs> it's like his security blanket. It's his walking stick. He's the yeah, Linus man. of the group. It's his big stick. <laughs> but like they were sitting around watching cartoons yeah. earlier and like Leo had his swords at the ready. Like Yeah. Is Bullwinkle and Rocky really no. going to get Maybe that? Maybe he just doesn't trust to leave them around need- because he thinks April might hurt herself. Speaking yeah. <laughs> speaking on behalf of um slightly awkward martial arts nerd kids, if you have weapons <laughs> and you're a teenage boy, you just sort of hold yeah. on to them yeah. all the time. <laughs> I it's, suppose. It's, it's a little creepy and not appropriate and not responsible, but we all did it. I mean, they so, all do it. I imagine the uh, <laughs> the producers probably... He says as he fiddles with his, his yeah, training totally. knives. <laughs> God. You have knives right now? Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's Whee! still better than a fidget spinner. They're, they're blunt. They're they're, they're, yeah. they're blunt. Uh, I think like I mean, like, I remember my parents, you know, having kind of that tangential understanding of Ninja Turtles and hearing a lot of now. Which one is that? That one has the swords, or is that the one with the nunchucks? You know. So I think it's the it's the way of if they always have their weapons on them, then the 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 parents will distinguish you know who is who and i imagined uh on the on the other side of that the producers probably don't think the kids will fully realize you know remember who's who it also so sells more toys of, if you can build in that uh, yeah, subconscious it helps with the toys. association merchandising merchandising mm-hmm. they, they would just where the real money of this movie was yeah. made i think they would also just look weird like i think donatello or uh Leonardo would look weird if he didn't have the sword. Yeah, strapped there's, to there's him, a couple bits coming up soon, and yeah, to your point, where Leonardo is actually holding his swords, but when you see the scabbard behind him with no swords in it, they do look kind of awkward. Yeah. That is also very true. Flappy, and, flappy. Uh, 
It's also it's such a testament to the marketing team of Turtles because they they managed to come up with a way to sell essentially the same action yeah. figure four times. Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. <laughs> um, it's it's the so yeah, we'll model. just put different stuff in their hands and you know whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we get the turtles walking up the steps, then we cut immediately back down to Raph being dragged down the steps. I just the editing in these things it's so clever, like. Yeah, we have what was the first one? It was um, oh, she opens the door and like he gets slammed down. Was that? Yeah, it? that was the the light switch gets turned on and yep, he gets. That's slammed the second down. one, right? Slammed down. Yeah, and then the, and the, this. What was the first one? We just watched it. He was but his ears yeah. got boxed. No, that's not the first one. The first, the first really cool edit in minute forty-one a, a second ago. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of them. I could sit here and try to figure it out. I'm not going to remember. Go back and listen to it. Um, and they're just all sort of either it's the same thing that the turtles are doing when it cuts to Raph, or like in this case, it's the opposite. They go up the stairs. He comes down the stairs. They enter a door here at fifty-six seconds, and he he enters the apartment in a different way. Uh, not. At the end of this minute, but almost at the end of this minute. At the beginning of next minute, he's really going to make his grand entrance. Just about. <laughs> I also really like the stunt head of where he's wearing when he's being pulled down the stairs. Yeah. He's Very got pain. like this like grinning scowl almost. I always like, love those, a lot of those moments. Um, you know, future minute, you know, when Donatello's fighting in the apartment, he has a great that grin, kind of that fighting face almost. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of times throughout this Fight movie face. that you get those uh, war face. Moments. Let me see yeah. a war face. Yeah. Um, but then as they come <laughs> in the door, so it's a it's a full shot of Donatello, and you can see his mouth moving. So you know that they're operating the uh, the mouth. And I didn't realize that they could do that without which the the you know the cables going. Brings me to my question again for Adam is that there has to be a, a wireless method of, of doing the puppeteering because there's no visible cables there. Uh, Let me nah. see. <laughs> and when they were going up the stairs a second ago, he turns and says something. Um, yeah. You know, you've got. Yeah, that is a full body shot. Yeah, I wonder how well, the. Presumably, I mean, like, I remember my dad was making RC planes in the night in like 91 and 90. Uh, you know, those little, those little sort of remote control servos, I imagine that they are able to do some basic movement off of like remote control things, right? Yeah, but if you, if you look at this particular shot, let me just go back and watch it too. There's not a whole lot it's going on the in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the. Yeah, the yeah. mouth is just opening and closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which may just be remote control service. There is some. Yeah, but like the really detailed stuff, that, there's no way they had mm. wireless stuff with all that yeah. jazz. But the lips are also. I mean, I could be too. wrong. It's not just you a know open and close. If, it's a. If if any of us were really diligent, we would just go watch like the behind the scenes, <laughs> like the making of documentary. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. we're forty we forty two yeah. minutes in, and we haven't done that yet. Somewhere out there in listener land, someone's going, "Oh my god, you guys! There's an answer to this. Why haven't you found it yet?" <laughs> that per that person that stopped be, listening to us. That would be cheating. That would be cheating. It's like it's like playing a video game and looking up the how to. The answers are there, but we're just gonna try. Yeah, we're just gonna figure it out, out on our own. Um. So I I am I'm good 
with this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another long it, one. It, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. Oh. Um, are are you guys good with did this we, minute? Did we? I'm good. Yeah, I think so. Did we remark at all on how the the uh, the um the 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 editing how that was either a really really short tour of the antique shop or he's been getting the crap kicked out of him. For I a tend long to think time. probably yeah, the, the, the yeah. stand out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Travis. The editing is definitely like it's the it's the most impressive part of these couple of minutes. Yeah. Great yes. juxtaposition. Um, well, mm-hmm. that is it for minute forty-two for us. I want to encourage everyone to go take a minute and uh, head over to moviebyminutes.com, moviesbyminutes.com. Check out all the other great movies by minutes podcasts over there. Uh, Star Wars minute, Ghostbusters minute. There's so many great ones. If you have Spider-Man, Spider-Man minute, minute. Uh, which is hosted by our producer Scott Corelli, uh, Back to the Future minute was one of his old shows. There's so many great movies by minute podcasts. Like go listen to them all if you have a favorite movie and what and one of the great things about these is they're so evergreen yeah Just yeah listen to them anytime if, if, if your matter. favorite movie hasn't been done yet do it <laughs> that's what we did <laughs> yeah and have us on as guests um, but for, for the crew here at ninja turtles minute i would like to bid you adieu we will see you guys on hump day we'll see you on wednesday bye 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 cowbunga